This is an episode of Quick Questions, where we ask our podcast guests some general questions so we can get to know them a little bit better and get some insights into some cool new things around the golf world and maybe outside of that as well. This week, Adam Halseth, he was on the podcast. Make sure to go listen to that. Let's hear what Adam has to say. Adam, here's a round of quick questions. We are going to get started. Number one, favorite club in your bag? Favorite club in my bag right now is my three wood. It's a Mizuno. Had it for four or five years, something like that. It's not always my favorite club. But right now, my driver's not my favorite club, so my three wood is. <laughs> perfect, perfect. What has been your best golf purchase lately? Oh my gosh, without a doubt, my best golf purchase is a push cart. A push cart. There you go. Yes. Were you carrying your bag before? Yeah, be a long time ago. It's been a while since I've had a push cart, or yeah. since I haven't had a push cart. Yeah. But also something I try and tell so many golfers, another hard sell. Almost as hard as telling people to warm up. Okay, use a push cart. Got it. I just got a sick one last year, actually. There you go. Um, you like it? Yeah, it's from TGW. They're a sponsor, so that feels a bit forced. But it is an amazing <laughs> it is an amazing push cart, and I got rid of my old one because it is so good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We'll, we'll carry on. Um, <laughs> let's see. Favorite golf course that you've played ever? Favorite course I've played ever? Probably Hazeltine. I played Hazeltine a month before the Ryder Cup, so I got to see it in the That's Ryder cool. Cup format. I don't know if it's my favorite course's layout purposes, but just cool the, the timing of it and all yeah. that was pretty fun. How did you play? Uh, you know, actually, not terrible. It was like a 98-degree windy day. Being my first time out there and so far my last time, I want to take full advantage. So I, 98 degrees, I, I was probably at the range for an hour and a half. You know, I was... Pretty, pretty tired before I even teed off. There you go. But I got the full experience. <laughs> nice. It was nice. fun. Um, Get a couple grandstands with my ball. That was great. <laughs> oh, Ricochet is back on the green. Yeah, yep, sure. Oh, nice. As a PT, what is your most used piece of tech that you have? My most used piece of tech? Probably a toss-up right now between the body track pressure mat and uh, we have some blood flow restriction cuffs that we use regularly right now. Describe both of those for us. So the body track pressure mats. As from the PT realm, so non-golf side, I use it for biofeedback, teaching people how to squat again. We use it for returning to play after injuries, testing, you know, vertical ground reaction force, jump height, all that. The blood flow restriction is a phenomenal way. It's kind of new in the PT world where we can build muscle strength and muscle size without a lot of load to the muscle, without using a lot of weight. We can kind of trick the body into getting this hypertrophy in the muscle, whereas normally you need to have maybe like 70% of your max, but now we can do it 30%. Put it simply, it's a, it almost looks like a blood pressure cuff. Okay. And if you do it for legs, you put it on the upper thigh yep. and you, you pump it up to the point where it includes 80% of your blood flow hmm. to your leg. Interesting. In the last, let's say like three years, what do you think has made the biggest difference with the athletes that you work with? Is there anything that has changed in the way you work with folks or? A lot has changed. The Biggest, I'd say what I've gotten a lot better at is not chasing the pain. So, for example, if somebody's knee hurts, I don't just look at the knee. I look at the whole chain a lot more. I look at ankles, hips, core. Like in your case, your back hurts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with that case, that's the last thing I'd probably look at is your low back. Interesting. Are there any books, interesting books lately that have had a, an impact? Yeah. A book I recently read that I liked was it's called obstacles the way Yeah, by is it Ryan, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. Yep. That I liked that one a lot right now. I'm kind of prepping for some big presentations. I'm reading up on how to make myself sound 
entertaining for a couple hours. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, no, Obstacles Away is awesome. I've got it up on my bookshelf. It's uh, another, oh, a good one. another thing I like. I'd recommend reading. You got no sponsorships here or anything, but the Golfer's Journal. Yep, you got you read got that. Um, got that too. Fantastic read. Yes. Um, if you're looking for more of the artistic side of golf versus the instructional side, it's um, super phenomenal. Good. I love good paper. Yeah, uh, just like just a paper. very firm journal too. It's not like a magazine. <laughs> I love flipping the pages in there. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yep. Eighteen holes to play, or, or actually, I know the answer to this question before I even ask. Uh, okay. In your case, nine holes to play. Favorite game to play with friends. Favorite game to play with friends right now is called Quota. Play it as far as a league I play in, and so if we have if you have a group of guys with we have a group of guys that are probably like a one handicap to a twenty one handicap, and so it's a way to even the playing field a little bit. Perfect. Well, end on this question, you know, in your field, the athletes you work with, the golfers you work with, what is your goal? Like, you know, as someone that's trying to help these people perform better, and what do you want to see happen most? You think for them, like, what is your your biggest goal? What do you want to see happen with these people? Like from a specific person. Just in general, your goals for all the people that you work with, like what is your overall mission? This is a big, this is a big okay, picture this question. Is, this is deep. <laughs> this is deep. <laughs> this is deep. So from a golfing perspective, as a therapist, I want people to be able to play without pain. Kind of boring, but you know, like boring. there's, there, I think there's studies out there that have said that between 30 and 50% of people miss at least four weeks a year because they're in pain mm-hmm. of playing golf. That's professional and amateur. Yeah. And so people can just... Enjoy the game without pain. That's what bottom line is. You got to enjoy it. You can't enjoy it if you're hurting every time you play. What was that stat again? I haven't heard that one. I'll have to get back to you on the exact stat, but it's somewhere around, I think it's maybe 30% of people on average have like three or four weeks in the year they can't play because they're in pain. That's awesome. I I mean, that's not awesome, but that's awesome that like, hopefully there's awareness for some folks that it's time to do something. Yeah. Like we talked about in the podcast, the runner, the pulls a hamstring but doesn't do anything and they just keep doing the same thing doesn't it's, get better yeah it doesn't get better and it's you might not be able to be changed down the road yeah, right? so look at you can play the whole season and have back pain or you can just get it looked at right away maybe miss a maybe miss a weekend and enjoy the rest of the season a lot more and that was quick questions make sure to subscribe to the podcast as we have new stuff coming out all the time thanks for listening